And I was like, just like, bro, I cannot believe that at one point I cannot wait to be grown. Absolutely. I cannot believe bro. that I used to be mad that I was not grown. Like, I yes. was slamming doors, mad. Wait till I get out this house. When I get out this house, when I get my own house, when I get grown, and now I'm grown, and I be hoping for all the punishments that I would have got as a kid. Real talk. At this age. Real talk. Like, oh, you want me to go lay down? Please tell me to go lay down. I would love to go lay down. <laughs> I would love. Oh, I gotta stay in my room. I gotta stay in my room. If I, could I would have, love to stay in my room. If I could have acquired all the naps that I didn't take, <laughs> like it, mm. it'd be the little things, <laughs> like bro, like my my grandfather used to say, "Hey, just live a little. You'll get there." I don't want. I don't want that. I want to go. I don't need that. I wanna go <laughs> Need to watch that Drake Lace because he was talking about how they uh, gentrified Black Panther, the second Black Panther. <laughs> oh, the second Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, he was mad as hell. He said Ryan Coogler deserved five thousand lashes for this. Uh... <laughs> how did he gentrify Black, though? Black Panther two, Drake. You got to watch the clip. But he was basically talking about how he was disappointed that um, they basically used Mexican and Aztecian heritage. I don't think that's a word, Aztecian. Uh, but Aztecian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a word, bro. Hold on. Let me just say, I'm going to just stick with Mexican before people cancel me. Look, he was right, basically right. saying that he was mad that uh, they basically use Mexicans to uh, gentrify black people, black Africans in the movie. Oh, basically, yeah. like, destroy them, and, and, had them and on their heels and that Black drink. people the whole time. Yeah, basically. How the Mexican was destroying black people the whole time. And not to, I'm not trying to get spoilers for people who haven't seen it, but he was basically like, when... Uh, their leader done something to someone prominent on the African side when they had a chance to get revenge they decided to use the black person to exercise patience and tolerance in the situation and not oh, you know, seek you, revenge you, and stuff you. like that so he was basically, you. what niggas do every every day got yeah okay. he was basically saying that he felt like the the uh, the Mexicans got more screen time than the Africans he said they might as well not even have called it Black Panther 2 he said they should have just named it the gentrification of Black Panther <laughs> 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 Now look, he he ain't he ain't lying though. If you, and first of all, this, we're gonna give some spoilers right now. To be honest with you, because if you ain't seen it, it's been a month. If you ain't seen it yet, it's on you. Yeah, How long has it been out? So it's been out for a month. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. all right, then we been can out for a month. And so if you ain't seen it by now, that's your fault. Um, but he is right. We did not see the Black Panther until the last third of the movie. And Look, I ain't gonna hold you. I was like, "Yo, is this gonna pick up?" Because I'm about to leave, like legit. Like I'm like, I'm not slow. gonna sit in here it was and watch slow. this no more. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like it was, a little, it was a little slow to get to the to get to the point. They had because they had a lot to fill in, though. They had to create new characters, a new plot, True. And new whatever. You know what I'm True. saying? So it took them a minute. Uh, and of course, you know they had to send T'Challa all right. You know, so they had they could. Now I did appreciate that. that, but after I that, I'm like, that. yo. Let's get to the let's get to the Black Panther and like what are we doing right. here? Yo? Like what's, right. what's going on? <laughs> Lace and I appreciate you, bro. You freed me just now by by being another black person <laughs> who said it was like, hey, y'all got to come on with the come on because it right. was dragging. I done ate I done ate all my popcorn. I done drink a whole month Slurpee. Hey, like yo, what we getting to the Black Dollar Tree snacks? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> I done ate all my Dollar Tree snacks out that mug, bro. Lemon heads gone, Skittles gone, Twizzlers gone. I done drank a whole slurpee. Still bro. ain't over. <laughs> <A whole> slurpee, <laughs> bro. 
Hey, bro, and I messed around. So, look, I messed around, and we went to go see it at an IMAX theater. And I ain't never been in an IMAX theater oh, um, bro. until we saw Black Panther. Let me tell you something. That's for young people. I will this never in my living, life man. go see. This nigga. Look, bro. <laughs> I will never in my life go see an IMAX movie again. That screen tore my eyes up. That's how I knew I was getting old. I could barely focus on the movie because I was mad at the screen. Why the hell they got us in here watching this movie on this damn screen like this? <laughs> That Jay pissed me off, bro. It sounded cool in the it, beginning, but when the movie started, I was like, "Oh hell no, nah. bro!" And you know them, you know them movie Slurpees big as hell, so it won't, it won't no regular Seven <laughs> Eleven Slurpee. Hell on the Slurpees! <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yo, I done knocked down a whole Slurpee, bro. Like, come on, man. Oh, hey, I come knocked on, back. Yo. I knocked back a, a Slurpee too. Actually, I refilled my joint in the midway through the daggone movie, bro. So the movie theater that I went to has nigga uh, was rec- pissing red for a week. <laughs> the movie theater I went to has uh, reclining seats. You can actually press the button and it'll re- mm-hmm. recline you all the way back. And you, and it's got a button that can uh, like seat warmers. So probably about the movie is two hours and forty five minutes. All dang yes. near three hours. Yes. So probably about out the um, uh, um, hour two. It hit a silent mo- part of the movie where everybody was quiet in the scene, and in the front of me and in the back of me, you could hear two dads just snoring, just knocked out. <laughs> they was knocked out in that joint. Cause it was it was not picking up with the pickup, my guy. Cause that movie was long as hell. I'm just mad that I didn't get a chance to remember to get my dashiki before I went to the movie. Cause I oh, was I had go my full. dashiki. I had I was my dashiki. Go full African, on. bro. I'm not gonna hold you. I was gonna go full African in that joint, and I got pressed for time. Well, thank God, no nigga showed up in dashikis in the. Oh, they was in the dashikis in the IMAX. They had grand entrances and everything, bro. They want awesome. in, coming in, in to in America. She's your queen type yes. entrances in that mug, bro. I had my dashiki on. Shaka had an African print dress on. She had the uh, the hair wrap, and she had a, a a bowl with bananas on top of it as we walked into that joint. <laughs> <laughs> we was we was hey, all you know, was, you know I was over the top, bro. I walked up to the joint. They like, all right, sir, do you have your ticket? I said, ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, you gonna let me in this movie, nigga? <laughs> what make it so bad? What make it so bad is a white man trying to keep me out. I say you're not even supposed to be here. <laughs> you gonna let me in this movie, nigga? That nigga said I am son of Prince T'Challa and the descendant of. I don't pay for no movies, nigga. I'm sitting here like, ask me who I am. I'm standing there like, ask me who I am. Ask me who I am. Ask me who I am. Mm-mm-mm. But the movie was good though. Overall, it was good, but it just for me, I would have loved to have more Black Panther in the Black Panther movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I, I think- was kind of hoping. Well, it's not a spoiler because they don't been putting it on TV now. But I was kind of hoping that Lupita was gonna be the Black Panther. Like it was cool that his sister took it over based on yeah. you know what I'm saying the storyline and all that. But I was hoping that it was gonna be Lupita. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of saw that. Well, at least we we know that it's going to be a, a three coming a three. out at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, and probably a four <laughs> and a five. And I'm glad I stayed be, the, for the M. Yeah, they was trying to make a real nigga cry in the movie theater, bro. Oh, the bro! Movie, when they was closing I, that joint oh. out. 
That's the part I won't ruin. But they was trying to make a brother cry. They were. They were. They were. Cry bro. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so, I was lit. I was watching a, uh, another podcast and they called it out, and I did. I didn't catch this, bro. So it's obvious that uh, uh, T'Challa died. To, yeah, T'Challa. It's obvious that uh, T'Challa died, and so. The rest of the movie, his sisters, you know, at the beginning of the movie, she's working to try to, you know, save him and all the type of stuff. And throughout the mm-hmm. whole movie, she's just working, 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 working. And one one thing that and, um, you know, when they tried to mourn him in the beginning, he she wasn't she wasn't with the rituals. Mm-hmm. Somebody pointed out that this whole movie is just her grieving mm-hmm. and dealing with grief. Bruh, I. Pfft, I yeah. totally did not catch that. And the way that she was dealing with grief was by avoidance with work. And mm-hmm. how often do we use work as a way to avoid the very thing that is bothering us at that time? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you right now that I do not use work to avoid. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nothing I got. But you have on. another last thing. Y'all I have advice. I know. I'm just saying work, work yeah. is not mine. I know some people, they get through something and they go straight to work. Work is the last thing I'm trying to do when I got something going on with me. Cause I ain't about to piss myself off even more or whatever it is. I'm not going to make my situation worse by, right. You know, working or something like that. But I, I do know a lot of people like that, Troy. So I'm not going, you know, I'm just and saying I'm one that, of that's, them. Real, one of them. that's real though. That's real. That's real. I, I'm one of them. I'm I'm one of those type of people that if I'm stressed out, uh, anxiety's high, something like that, I'll just I'll just start to grind out stuff, man. Just start working, 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 just so I can get my mind off of what exactly I'm dealing with at that time. Sure, no, I dig that. I dig so that. Troy already trying to get serious. We didn't even get all the way into the podcast. <laughs> we were supposed to do, you know, reflections and joke and stuff. But since we here, Troy, we we might as well stay on it. If we gonna get, if we gonna talk about it, we gonna talk about. It. So we talking about, you know, what I'm saying dealing with grief. We let's just say we talking about dealing with grief. Sure, you know what I'm saying and how we we handle grief and stuff like that. And um, I think that I want to throw fist of cuss with Troy when I see him tomorrow. Oh, word. What are we throwing him for? And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. What are we throwing him for? What are we throwing him for? Let me tell you why I want to have a, a, a legitimate old school bare knuckle exchange with Troy uh, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and that is because, you know, um, Troy is always, and it's Drew too, but I think it's more Troy because I know for sure that God hears Troy's prayers. Um, <laughs> fat, fat. Troy's for the longest time, y'all, has always been talking to me about having a softer heart and being more empathetic and being more sympathetic to people, um, mm-hmm. giving people the benefit of the doubt, X, Y, and Z, whatever. Y'all heard him on the podcast, but he's been doing it for years. Y'all been hearing it for the episodes, but he's been doing That's it. That's his ministry. I've been fighting against it my whole time. The whole time I've been fighting against it because mm-hmm. it's not, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. And all this year, every time I talk to Troy, he'd be like, brother, I was lifting you up to the Lord. I was lifting you up before this. <laughs> You've been on my mind. You've been on my heart. <laughs> so now I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo. Not the throne of grace. What <laughs> is Troy? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, yo. What is Troy saying about me and these prayers? And I'm, I'm getting close. I'm like, Lord, Troy over here praying for me to have a soft heart. 
That's Troy exactly what he's praying for. He's praying for, exactly praying for all that stuff, right? So, so, yeah, yeah. so people, so, you know, for those of us who grew up in the, in the church, in the word, you know, the, the prayers of a fervent man avail as much, or the prayers of a righteous man avail as much. And Troy is very nigga much Nigga don't even know man. the scripture. Jesus I know the scripture, Christ. nigga. Shut up, nigga. The prayers of a righteous man avail as much. I, nigga can't even get tongue-tied around lace. Lace, you can't even get tongue-tied around lace, bro. Listen, man. I know that's what Troy been praying for me this whole year. I feel I feel like I feel it in my spirit, and now mm-hmm. I feel like because of Troy's fervent request that God has me in a season where He's teaching me to be or teaching me how to be empathetic through other people's experiences that I've always bad mouthed. So let me Ooh, tell wee. you what I mean by that. Give, we need an example. <laughs> we need an example. <laughs> And this is Troy's fault, right? So I always, <laughs> I know it's your fault because I would never pray this over myself. Troy mm-hmm. is, um, you know, I used to always badmouth people about um, not necessarily anxiety, but like it ain't that difficult or it ain't that uh, serious. Uh-huh. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you making this a bigger thing than it really is, you know, like stuff like that. Or yeah, right. um so now I feel like I'm in that situation where I'm experiencing things I've never experienced before relative to anxiety and all these other types of things so that mm. I can build a tolerance or empathy towards other people who are dealing mm-hmm. with it. You know Emotional what I'm saying? So availability. Now like, Lace. Come on. Man. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm in all these situations and all these things, bro. And I've been feeling like legit, bro. This have been this uncomfortable for me. And I don't even use the word uncomfortable. That's not even a word oh, that I've been using. Oh, man. Mm. Where it's like now I feel like I'm extremely um, emotionally aware of situations and I'm more sensitive to things mm-hmm. internally that I usually would not be in the space of. Mm. And it's making mm-hmm. me so uncomfortable going through this process to the point where sometimes I feel grieved by the process where mm. I'm just like, yo, hey, this is like. I'm sitting here. I, I've a, a few people. I didn't. I didn't legit apologize to. I'm like, hey, bro. Remember when you told me about that joint and I was laughing in your face, whatever. <laughs> I just, you know, what I'm, saying? I'm like, yo. <laughs> I'm like, hey. I just came to apologize, hey. let you know I'm I'm with you. I understand. You know, what I'm saying like stuff like that. And I, you know, I feel like I've even been doing it with Sharita to an extent as well, just because of you know the situations. And I'll make it even more. I'll take it even deeper than that because we talked about it before. So it's not like I'm saying something y'all haven't heard. I think it was like a few episodes ago, uh, we was talking about anger and all that other type of stuff. And I was talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, um, Miles gets into these spurts where he can't control his emotions, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, starting to kind of piss me off because I'm like, bro, you 10, you a boy, like all these things, like you need to. Like you need to tighten up. You about to be in middle school next year. Like some of the stuff you just can't do or whatever. So I was getting frustrated with it. And I'm sitting here like, Lord, I didn't try it at all. Like I didn't I didn't try it. I don't know what else to do. This ain't my area. You know what I'm saying? Show me show me something. Right. And um and I'm gonna give credit to Drew about this because in the midst of that conversation I'm having with the Lord, he reaches out to me out of nowhere and just like I just want to check on you. Felt like you know I, you needed me to hit you up or something like that. Like I hadn't talked to we. I don't know about y'all, but I hadn't talked to Drew in like two weeks. Nigga was busy or whatever he was doing, and mm-hmm. then just out of nowhere to hit me up and be like, "Yo, I felt like you needed to talk or something like that." So you know, I was telling him, explaining the situation. I'm like, "Yo, you 
you way more emotional than me. You know, so I'm explaining this situation. Like, help me. Good thing. I'm. He is though. We know that. He know that. So I'm like, you way more emotional than me, and I'm explaining the situation. Like, help me figure out a way to deal with this, or give me something that maybe your parents did for you that made it easier for you to navigate these type of things. Because he was honest about when his parents took him to counseling when he was a kid, you know, or stuff Mm. like that. And those were things that we had talked about me entertaining or whatever. So he was. telling me about this emotional flywheel that they use for kids because they can't usually articulate what their feelings are. So there's this yeah, bro, that joint's emotional fire. Mm-hmm. wheel where they, you know, put emotions in boxes and then just have the kids point out whatever mm-hmm. it is or whatever. So he had a situation at school where he basically was so impacted by what happened that it just killed his morale, like to the point where the um, teacher called and was like, I just need you to talk to him because I can't, get him to control his emotion at this moment. Like, he just wants to mm. stop crying. He wants whatever. And I'm like, all right, I've, I've never really seen it, but I've seen it, you know? So mm-hmm. I get him on the phone. He talking. I'm trying to calm him down or whatever. So by the time he got home, I had already talked to Drew. So when we had a quiet time, I went where he told me to do, opened up the little flywheel, explained to him about emotions and stuff and how, you know, sometimes as men, we're not allowed to be in our emotions. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I told him, like, as much as I don't want to be in my emotions, I can see that you are. So I want to create a space for you to be in that emotion. And we learn how to identify whatever it is so that we can deal with it. You know, so I'm explaining it to him in 10-year-old language. So I showed him the flywheel of emotions and I told him or I asked him to point out the stuff that he's feeling when certain situations happen. And it was, like, freeing for me to a point where I was getting emotional because my son was actually pointing out emotions yeah. And then he was able to talk about him. He like, I feel frustrated when, or I feel uh, inadequate when, or I feel whatever when. And we had just never bonded in that way before. You know, it's like father and son and stuff like that. And it kind of showed me a lot about myself as we was going mm-hmm. through that process. And, you know, it was a good experience for me, you know, to to do it and to, I think, go to another level in my parenting or whatever. But it was just like, I feel like I've been going through all these things this year or just these experiences to as a way for God to show me uh, how to be empathetic towards other people. And yeah. it's not mm-hmm. been an easy process for me. Uh, it's been extremely difficult, you know what I'm saying, and uncomfortable, whatever. But, you know, obviously it's going to be good for me later on. But that's why I say I want to bare knuckle box Troy because <laughs> out of all the stuff I've been dealing with this year, the last thing I want to be doing is being pruned in the middle of, <laughs> you know of everything that, that I got going on like you couldn't do this mm-hmm. at a better time type of situation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so no I mean to for you to, to to bring that up or at least the process of, of grieving and things because I feel like it's just been a challenging year for all of us in general I don't just mean me but people you know it's been a lot sure. of stuff yeah yeah you know, or whatever this year that would definitely cause grief so figuring out a healthy yeah. healthy way to do it and you know around the holidays it gets worse for a lot of people you know, yeah, oh, for sure, man. For seasonal sure. depression, for sure. all that stuff kick in. Oh, that's real. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's real. Um, finding healthy ways to deal with grief and just challenges and stuff like that, I think that's extremely important, especially for us. And, you know, to Lace's point, everybody has vices and different things that they mm-hmm. do. Like, mine may not mm-hmm. be work, but I've been trying to look at other ways where I might self-sabotage myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to dominate the podcast right now, but I'm... Hey man, um, 
It's your world. Hey, this is a safe space. We go Joan in a minute. Look, we go Joan in a minute. But go carry on. Carry on. We 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 ain't talk serious. We ain't talk serious in a while. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get back, you know, to the basics or whatever. But um I'm have been trying to learn about myself where and how I like to quit. You know, so mm. one of the things mm. I've been challenging myself with this year is um, integrity. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I stay a man when things don't go my way? Sure. You know, like, yeah. how do yeah. I yeah. Um, mm-hmm. stay in the process when I'm when I'm not getting the results or the outcome that I want? Because if I'm being truthful in the past, if I started to do something and it won't go my way or I wouldn't get the outcome that I want, I would just quit it or I would put distance between mm-hmm. me and that situation. Sure. Yeah, or I would, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't even try. So the minute I feel like the minute I committed myself to saying I'm just gonna practice being a man even when stuff not going my way, I feel like that's when I started like all this stuff started not going my way. <laughs> like every, right, right. Like mm-hmm. so many things started not going my way to kinda put me to the test. Like as soon as I said it, a bunch of stuff stopped going my way to see how I was gonna respond. And, you know, in the beginning, I started sticking to my old tendency. You know what I'm saying? I quit or I get frustrated or I get overly angry or something like that. Or, you know, I just wouldn't bother with nothing at all and I didn't want to do nothing. And, you know, I feel like over the last few months, I feel like I've done a better job of just, if things don't go my way, it don't kill my day. For sure. You know, yeah. able to just yeah, take, you know, yeah. take it and try chop wood, carry water, whatever is later. That's it. That's um, it, baby. But I feel like this whole year has kind of been just like a pruning year for me. You know, as we get close to the end of the year, I just reflect on the year. And a lot of good stuff has happened for me. You know, a lot of negative things have happened, too. You know, but I've been choosing to focus on the good stuff that has happened to me this year. Uh, But I definitely feel like this year was about pruning me and developing me internally you know yeah. um yeah yeah and that joint is out i mean of course y'all been in that situation but when you're going through that joint it is that joint can be grieving in itself oh for sure for sure i mean a, a, a part of a part of you was changing though you was trying uh, you know transitioning i mean just like i mean you got that uh, i don't know where you got that mother- snake it but a snake got a shit of skin you know what i'm saying so just like with anything you transition you change i mean the the seasons change we put on turtlenecks and and, and sweaters and coats like you change with what is what is surrounding you so it's a it's a natural progression but it can feel um indifferent and uncomfortable um etc i was listening to a podcast the other day and it said transformation is an inside job Yo, you gotta you gotta work on that's you. a bar. Like, that's a bar. Like for real, we we often look at transformation as what other people do or what is going our way, this, that, and the third. But until you hone in on it and accept it, it's an inside gig. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's that's just what it is, man. But I, I appreciate your your transparency in that, and hopefully, you know, little man is in a better emotional um, space. But uh, particularly when it comes to uh, young black boys, they don't, uh, they aren't necessarily afforded the space to explore those emotions and stuff like that. So I commend you for taking that step and recognizing it, although it was somewhat indifferent for you. But now you all's relationship will cultivate and grow even from that. So, so that's major, man. That's major. What if, what if God orchestrated it that you had to go through these frustrating times just so y'all can have that bonding moment? And so that then later all, on, it's got to be all worth it. Then it's got to be it's all. It's got to be all. And then later on down the road, he's able to express this same thing with his children, 
and they're able to be in a better, you know, or he can talk one of his friends off the ledge. Bro, these kids sure. is, these yeah, kids yeah. is killing themselves nowadays. You know what I'm saying? All so, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he had this relation, he had this opportunity this time with his parent. Now he's able to relay that information to, you know, the people he's talking and be a healthy individual emotionally by, you know, himself. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's amazing how <clears throat> it's amazing how our pruning process ends up being so much of a uh, a butterfly butterfly effect in so many ways and touching different yeah, yeah. aspects of mm-hmm. other people's lives as well as ours on our, and ourselves. And Lace, you said this one thing, you know, tr- uh, 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 change or transition or um, transformation. Transformation. Transformation is an inside job. Imagine if have you ever have you guys ever asked yourself this question? What if this person that I'm dealing with that is frustrating the living hell out of me? What if they never change? Mm-hmm. But something mm-hmm. got to change. So if they ain't going to change, then I guess I got to. And sure, we all know, sure, sure. we all know that to be the bigger person, it means you got to do the most work in that whole process. The most work. For sure. The For most sure. work, For sure. bro. The most work. For sure. But it, no, it, it it'll pay it'll pay this investment will pay dividends sooner than sooner than later, you know what I'm saying? So um that's that's solid that you recognize that. But I know one thing, Troy ain't prayed that over me. So I, I'm <laughs> still I'm gonna keep on rolling, baby. I'm gonna keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> oh man. I'm gonna keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> if anything for lace I'm gonna be Lace's biggest cheerleader, man, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and uh and 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 wave the pom poms right now for my man's paws. Um, I don't even know if that was a paw or something, but I knew Lace was tr- trying to find a way to flip that on top of his head just now. Uh, so, uh, tight glasses around his head, Lace. Yeah, updated on his LinkedIn today. Yeah, my Yo. man's got a brand new title, and yeah, actually, it's an additional title. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. hope that additional title comes with some additional money. You know, when yeah, I you first better when know I, it, you better know it. <laughs> when I first saw that, I said, "Bro, he just made himself uh super marketable for sure." Yeah, 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 yeah. Made himself super marketable, bro. So mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. Con, uh, congratulations, my man. I was about to say condolences. No, I appreciate. It. I don't know why. No, nah, you all good. No, nah, congratulations. Truly, to my man. I mean, truly, as as Mel alluded to, not. I mean, grieving, pruning, etc. We all go through this maturation process, and I mean, I've been in uh, my previous role years, some change, whatever. But it's about the work, man. Like that's what cats don't don't really um, realize. Because to Melvin's example, nobody was with him and, and little man having those conversations and connections. But at the end of the day, that work is going to show itself down the line. And mm-hmm. that's what it's really about. You know what I mean? I think it was the great street philosopher, Rick Ross. You weren't with me when I was shooting in the gym. You know what I'm saying? So what you what you put into the practice and the development goes into the the game, transitions to the game. So that's that's just what it is. And it's it's been a blessing, man, um, overall. And I'm glad that the big man, the big G, um, saw fit for me to, to carry this this new responsibility and development of people and organization, et cetera. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's good to be in that space, for sure. 
Blessed be the name. Well, Melvin, mm. I am. I will also say, man. You know, honestly, I be praying and I be forgetting. I just be. I, I pray and I forget. So. <laughs> Occasionally, but I'll no, text that, you and let you know. Do you know how yeah. much you got to talk to Jesus to forget what you was praying about? <laughs> you, that's you a, that's how you correct. know that's, somebody hey, prayer. That's okay? when you know he on the main line, as the old folks <laughs> talk to say. You know he on the main line. Bro. When you can remember what you prayed about, you ain't praying enough. <laughs> you okay. Ain't enough. If you checking with checking in with God about them three things you done asked for, hey, you ain't talking to him you enough. You ain't praying enough. But no, before we move on, like uh, I wanted to make this point about pruning etc because sometimes we have to realize that our pruning is for the development of others even if we aren't touching them directly you know what I mean? whether it's directly indirectly whatever because a lot of times we read these parables we all know stories you know various throughout the bible stuff like that but we don't consider the time that these things took like they took years of people's lives <laughs> to be pruned to meet one point yes. of development just to showcase <laughs> just that just one. So when you're looking at 40 years of doing something or 10 years of doing something or whatever, like we don't put a time limit on how much development it takes to cultivate a person. Like legit today, I texted my pops um, and I was just like, yo, I don't know how you've done it all of these years. My dad been a pastor for 29 years at the same church. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you've dealt with these people for that long and you ain't killed nobody yet because I was literally <laughs> like, yo, I'm about to leave in handcuffs today. Like I'm legit about to leave in handcuffs. So it takes that much time. You have to be able to, as Mel, um, you know, alluded to empathize with people, uh, accept their downfalls, their step backs, this, that, and the third and show that commitment. So now nah, it's, we, we oftentimes, obviously we know we live in a microwave society, but at the end of the day, Facts. some things just take time. And so, and you might not, and you might, you got to be comfortable yes. with not directly experiencing the yes. benefit of what you put into it. That's yes. the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to tell students all the time when I would meet them um, in student conduct, like, yo, you at the lowest point in your academic career, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to see you walk across the stage, but what I'm giving you, kicking to you right now, that's going to help you get there. So at the end of the day, we have to be comfortable with not necessarily reaping the benefit, but instilling something in somebody they can utilize for the long run. Lace. Bruh, you are one hundred percent right. I was uh I was I just got out the whip at, at work, about to get um about to go walk into the building. Something dropped in my spirit and it was like, you know what Job went through was a thirty year process. Yeah. I was and right. I was like thirty of them things. <laughs> but bruh, let me tell you this. My first response was, God, I ain't got it. I I ain't got thirty. I ain't got thirty. Don't got it. And then look, and I said, God, I ain't even got eighteen. I ain't got eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I ain't. Got, I ain't got it. I, I I need for you to come through right now. Not yeah, yeah. Not now. Right now. Because <laughs> I ain't got it. You can't be pruning me for no thirty years. I, I'm I'm I definitely Bro. live in this microwave society. Legit, man, we we don't internalize those things on a regular basis, particularly, like I said, people can spit off all the facts and, you know, he went through this, this the woman at the wells, Sarah Carey, you know what I mean, couldn't bear children for all these years, yada, yada, yada. But in our mind, we put a time limit on it. Like, it should be done within this time frame, et cetera. Nah, you got to, like I, I tell myself every day, I'm riding a wave, yo. What it's going to be is what it's going to be. I'm just riding a wave, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. That's just what it is. Mm-mm-mm. I don't want none of that job, though. I don't want none of that job. 
I don't want, I don't none, want of none of that joke. either, they but can, I'm just saying. They can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to say that every and, time and we yo, was in Bible study talking about Job. I used to be saying to myself, Lord, don't please don't consider me. Don't even. I, I'm <laughs> not him. I'm not, Real I'm not talk, him, though, please. The, cra- the, 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 the thing that I always internalized from that, though, was that he was selected by the big G and the enemy to go through this process unbeknownst to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that the big G could see you in that light to go through this, showcase, you know what I'm saying? Mel in real talk, like where you at and how, you know, your purpose walking in your purpose, et cetera. So the fact that you was chosen to navigate it, Hey, that says something about you, bro. That is a really good point. And the, and the question, the question is, <laughs> Lord, Lord, why me? Why me? Why did right. you choose why? me? As he blows smoke in my face. <laughs> <laughs> As he blows smoke in my face, bro. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, man. You got, you got to, you got to look at the, you got to look at the, the nuance of it. The I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, and yeah. you. And you know what? Because I'm so glad that Melvin's come to this revelation. Because the Melvin I knew probably about mm, four or five years ago, if he been in these situations right now, he'd have stole off on Miles probably in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you acting like this? Like this is cool, but. <laughs> through the pruning process, <laughs> through the pruning process, I mean, bro, to to be able to come at, uh, come down to his eye level. That was when I was a substitute teaching. One of the things that I was taught was if you're working with younger kids and they're really smaller than you, uh, when you talk down to them, they feel they feel your authority. They feel as though sure. yeah, yeah. they feel as yeah. though like, you know, uh you're untouchable. Like it's overwhelming. But if you come down to their eye level and you speak to them, you came down to this man's this young man's eye level and spoke to him and he felt seen. He felt seen. I don't know mm-hmm. if he can articulate that right now, but I can pretty much guess my man felt seen and he and For someone sure. somebody For took sure. out the time to spend some time with him and to work through those things. So man, kudos to you and your, uh, ability to, uh, your ability to, to step up to the call, my guy. And having a growth mindset, but I got a question, Troy. I need to see your resume, bro. When the hell did you substitute teach? Like, what are we doing? Troy done it all, (laughs) bro. Turbo tax. (laughs) (laughs) Graduate counselor, pastoral leadership, mentor developer, which is associate pastor, it's funny Dean, you say that, man. Kindergarten cop ass nigga, like what are you doing? <laughs> what is going on? Troy do got a new job every week when we talk about, Bruh, Man, you talk about you talk about pruning. Man, that was a season right there. Uh, we got married. Uh, I moved to Maryland with my wife because she had the full time job. I had just finished grad school. And um, I was working a part-time job while I was finishing grad school. Got married, moved in with her. And um, I ain't had no job, bro. I ain't had no mm-hmm. job. I was applying. Mm-hmm. I was showing up to the library every day, filling out applications as if it was my job. Because we didn't even sure. have internet yeah. at the crib. And so um, my my first job after while my first job as a married man was a substitute teacher for like a that. solid a solid maybe five, six months. And bro, I loved it. 
Cause I mm-hmm. basically after a while I realized, okay, I love being the gym teacher. Okay, because I can show up in sweatpants every day, and I can bing these little middle school kids in the head with the uh what with the nuts. That was my favorite thing, bro. And I'm not you, making fun of PE teachers, but when you say you was a substitute, I thought you was gonna be more of a uh, math. English. What the hell he gonna and teach? I was. And I was. Okay, so the substitute, so the substitutes, they don't Yo, really know where they going. No, like, don't Mel, you stop? Do substitutes know, get know, to pick know, what type know, of subject they want? Troy, I know you degreed. I know you degreed. I know. I know you degreed, bro. After we, after we bare knuckle box, I'm, I'm, me and Lace got to throw the fair one tomorrow. We got to, we got to throw. He got to throw me my fair one, bro. Run my like, face. Troy is not making me feel motivated by this face story right at right all now. right now. Oh, Run my, my face. <laughs> but you I know what? No smoke, bro. I but know it's you funny. Degree. I know you got it. But no, it's funny you say that because one day I was <clears throat> I was teaching math uh, to middle school, mm, high school, middle school kids. I don't remember, but I was teaching them, and um, I was showing them how to get the answer. And I didn't look at the book. I knew how to get the answer. And they were like, what in the world are you doing, bro? They didn't change math. They oh, didn't change math. Yeah, yeah. They didn't change math, bro. Math is, yeah, yeah. They didn't change math. I knew they changed math when I couldn't use number lines to teach my son how to count. He didn't know what the hell I was writing on the paper. I said, well, how do they Bruh. show you how to count? Right. He crossed, he's circling around numbers, drawing drawing stuff out, all types of stuff. Counting backwards and shit. I'm like, like, yo, what are you? What? Nigga. <laughs> Write these five lines and count them. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, what's six times four? He like, he trying to think about it. I'm like, I drew six lines <laughs> four times. <laughs> count out the numbers, bro. Like, count it out. He like, what is that? What you doing? Old school math, nigga. This is basic math. <laughs> I don't even know what his homework no more. You right. You right. You right. And I was because legit when see it. When 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 uh when Sia brings stuff uh to the crib, straight up, look, I'm not doing whatever your teacher taught you, don't do it that way. Do it this way <laughs> and you will get it right every time. I'm not writing fifty five f-ing lines to say two times two. I'm just not doing it. Bruh. Maya pissed me off the other day. We get sidetracked, but Maya pissed me off the other day because I was trying to help her with her math homework. This was before Thanksgiving. She had simple math homework. She got to the last problem and decided she wanted to piss me off. The equation. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro. <laughs> this is a true story. It was so bad. Sharita broke out her phone to record the situation. <laughs> her last math problem was 20 plus blank equals 20. That was the whole equation, Lace. Like 20 plus blank equals 20. 20. Right. So I said, okay, Maya, 20 plus what equals 20? She said, one. I said, what? <laughs> hey, yo, she real said, talk, though. 20 okay, plus one equals 20. 20 plus one equals 20. I said, Maya, 20 plus what equals 20? If you already got 20, Right. What can you add to it to get 20? One. Mm. I mm. said, if you had 20 and Was she add thinking one, multiplication, though? Was she thinking multiplication? I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> I don't know what she was thinking. I, so I tried to draw it out on lines. She still gave the same answer. I tried to use counting blocks. She gave me the same answer. I got so frustrated. I was like, nigga, you got 20? <laughs> 
This why I start losing empathy, bro. Because we have been doing it for 15 minutes. I said, nigga, you got 20 already. If I gave you 20 of something already, you already got 20 of it. Why? How many more do I need to give you to have 20? You already have it in your hand right now. Mm-hmm. It took this hell for 30 minutes to say zero. <laughs> I was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> By the homework, I told I told Sharita, I said, this is the last day I'm helping her do homework. From now on, you the teacher, you do homework, I do sports. Yeah, why, why ain't the teacher helping with the homework? Why is it? Why because is for it? some reason, people who teach don't want to teach when they get off. Nobody want to do their job when they get off their job. Mm. Like, if mm. I'm a plumber, the last thing I want to do is come home and fix my own toilet. Or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she's been teaching all day. Last thing she want to do is teach some more. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I feel right. that. I feel that. Now, nah, legit. Um, I said you just go fail if you don't. If you don't get this, you just go fail. Because I'm not going to keep doing <laughs> these multiplications, and, and I'm just not. I'm not. I'm, I, honestly, I think they do it to piss black parents off. Like legit, they, if anything do. is going to piss a black parent, particularly a black male parent off, it's doing some math, bro. Like I will yeah. swing on you because you can't count. <laughs> like that's like that's a life skill you gotta have. <laughs> 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 you gotta have that. You gotta have that. So yeah, nah. They they specifically do that to piss black parents off, bro. Oh, the reading God. is wor- the worst part for me. I don't, I I can deal with math because math is technically complicated. People say reading is complicated, but I think I have less patience with reading homework than math <laughs> because when I'm sitting there and she go, I know she is second grade. I, my baby is second grade, y'all. I understand. She not gonna be a proficient reader in second grade. She gonna be average. She might be a little advanced, but for the most part, she's going to be right in the middle. I just struggle watching her read these books as she get to a word that she knows she don't know. And she just make up whatever she think is supposed to be. Oh, yes. That is the <laughs> she ultimate. Don't, yes. she, don't even try to, yes. she don't even try to sound it out. She just put what she thinks should be there. Correct. And yes, then she yes, try yes, to go yes. on through the yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. No, that that will def- that used to piss me off too. Like nigga be reading the word is continue and you say conundrum. How do you get you, how do you know how to say conundrum? But you, but can't, you can't spell out continue. continue. <laughs> but they're trying to put using, any word up in their drink. But there's two things I noticed. Imagination and context clues. Mm-hmm. Or at least an mm-hmm. attempt at mm-hmm. context clues. So we can at mm-hmm. least give them that much of some leeway. As far as like grace, when it comes to plus they also have access to more than we did when it comes to words and stuff like that. Because I mean, like my daughter, she she loves YouTube and um, like all those kind of um, things, playing Roblox and all those kind of things. So uh, they have access to more of a uh, broader vocabulary than we may have at that time frame. So I can see how they could come up with something or using their imagination. But like, yo, I need you to get this word right because at the end of the day, you're not gonna be in. <laughs> Fifth grade talking about some wow Johnny had a conundrum to to grow his you know what I'm saying to have, like no he not gonna say that oh my gosh oh my gosh they were, okay so we since we sidetracked I'm I'm gonna say this I, I I can't remember it was a number of episodes ago where I was telling parents that they need to stop just accepting any diagnosis that people try to put on their kid facts sure whatever it was was just not accepted. So ever since Maya's been in school, the school been trying to tell us that she is delayed, like learning delayed, and she needs the IEP. I fought the IEP for as long as I could fight it. Sharita was more like, I think she, I agree with them. She need the IEP. So mm-hmm. inevitably, she go on the IEP. The whole time she's on it, 
I'm feeling like she don't need to be on this. Like she can do this stuff. The problem is she don't want to do it. She don't like it. She mm. don't like school. She don't like math. She don't like reading. She like art and music and all that other type of stuff. So when it's art and music, and that's a part of her brain that she likes to use, she jump yeah. all the way into that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when yeah. she's dealing with math and reading, she just don't like it. So she don't try to do it. So <clears throat> she been on this IEP or whatever. So this year they continued it or whatever. So she got all these new reading assignments. And one of the key things on the IEP that they kept saying was reading delay, like reading delay, like struggle with reading or whatever. So the whole time, Sharita trying to do all this extra work with her reading and feeling like she's struggling to do it, when she's really just faking it to begin with. <laughs> Sharita take her time teaching her how to do all this reading stuff. I'm like, yo. She faking I'm telling it? Myself, I'm, I'm telling myself, I'm like, she can read. She can, she can read. I'm like, I know she can read. And Sharita like, no, nah, she... she and they say and when she take the test and the test and the numbers I'm like this nigga can read I'm like she can read mm -hmm. and this year they got all these little reading books that they got to do and now there's a reward attached to the books sure mm -hmm. there's something that she gets like if you read this book you get some candy or you get some whatever. So then she opened the book. She sit down. Johnny went to the store. When he was at the store with his family, they picked up these things from the grocery store, this, that, whatever. But she was reading the book so good that Shreya turned around to me and looked at me like she was surprised. I was like, this nigga can read. I was like, <laughs> she can read. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. She can but do I, I all think, that stuff. I think, I, think, I think a lot of it is, though, that we all have a different motivation because um, mine is on a IEP as well. You know what I mean? Um, and that is really what it, what it boiled down to. Just like um, your little one, she's into art, she's into music, she's into those kind of things, building things and not necessarily the nuts and bolts of um, math, um, reading, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, uh, had to showcase that, look, you go have to, these skills transition to other skills that you are interested in. You have to have the core and the yeah. basis of it. So it was one of those things that I had to accept that I'd rather you, um, have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Because a lot mm -hmm. of times, particularly in majority of schools, it's a one size fits all. Some kids, we have, we, we all are different in how we approach our work, et cetera. Yeah. And kids are the same thing when it comes to school. Everybody's not a good test taker. You know what I mean? You might be able to show the competency, but you can't take the, you, you don't do have get good scores on a test, et cetera. So, nice. um, the fact that y'all put, still put that in place does say a lot because again, the schools just go, cause it, I mean, we got people that, the community college, um, English is a second language, all this other stuff, fourth grade reading level, mm. supposed to be in college. So those are things that, as a society, we generally push to the side. Because, yes, you can do it. It just may look different. And that's something that I had to, you know, accept overall as well. Because at one point I asked my people, I'm like, yo, was I this dumb when I was in school? Like, I think I'm pretty smart. Was I this dumb? Like, so that that's that's what it is, though. You know, we do have to do our due diligence, particularly as um, – african-americans because again we can get lost in the sauce um you know and we can put a lot of pressure one thing i had to also learn too not to put pressure on the child to do xyz because at the end of the day me saying you better get this you better get that like that don't help the, the situation because now they at the end the test thinking about what we said what you said to, now they can't take compared the test. to right so all those things man all those things shout oh, out to please. the kids man Kids are our future. Absolutely. Remember when we were the future, Troy? I know, right? Mm. And we are the future. Mm -hmm. Bro, how does it feel to be an adult? <laughs> like, we are legit. 
like I was watching a TV show the other day, and it was a it's a it's a um it's a judge show, and the judge is a a black lady, and um I was like, yo, she is really dope. She's a really dope adult. And then I looked her up online. She's the same age as me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm a whole adult out this joint. I ain't, even, I ain't even realize it. Because, bruh, I don't know, I don't know when this switchover happened, but it seemed like just yesterday. Like I was just worried about trying to get the fourth block because I was hollering at Shorty in in the hallway. And I'm on the opposite side of the school and I try to run to make sure I don't get another tardy so I don't have Saturday school. And today I'm paying bills. I'm calling T-Mobile talking about why my why my phone bill so high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to call Spectrum to get me on the new um, the new uh, plan that they got going on or something like that, bro. It's so funny. So what how, I gotta do to get that promote that promo? That's what they call it. Exactly. Exactly. Promo. I've been a dedicated customer for five years. Yes, I think bro. I deserve it. to cancel. That's how you get that <laughs> promo. Got to cancel. Threaten to cancel. Oh, this bill too God. high. I'm about to cancel. Right. Facts. Right. Uh, Troy, I seen a meme. Was it yesterday? I think I posted yesterday where it said. Uh, I miss the old days when bills didn't have my name on them. <laughs> I posted that drink and I was sitting there and I was like, just like, bro, I cannot believe that at one point I cannot wait to be grown. Absolutely. I cannot believe bro. that I used to be mad that I was not grown. Like I yes. was slamming doors, mad. Wait till I get out this house. When I get out this house, when I get my own house, when I get grown and now I'm grown, and I be hoping for all the punishments that I would have got as a kid. Real talk. At this age. Real talk. Like, oh, you want me to go lay down? Please tell me to go lay down. I would love to go lay down. <laughs> I would love. Oh, I gotta stay right in my now. room. I, would love I gotta stay in my room. If, if I, could I would have, love to stay in my room. If I could have acquired all the naps that I didn't take, <laughs> like it'd mm. be the little things, like bro, <laughs> like my my grandfather used to say, "Hey, just live a little. You'll get there." I don't want. I don't want that. I want to go. I don't need that. I <laughs> Don't need it. Oh, I'm grounded. I'm not allowed to go outside. Okay. Fine. Cool. Bad. Fine. Cool with me. I'll close my room. Okay. Okay. Bro. No, that's fine. Hey, that's real, bro. man. That's we was real. in a we rush did. to be grown, to be a kid, bro. Yeah. Real talk. We didn't even really realize what it was. We, even yeah, in our, it, you know what I'm saying, we didn't even know how tough it was trying to be grown. Yeah. No, real talk. Like, I was, uh, it was a, a post the other uh, last week, I believe it was, said I got more um, yesterdays than tomorrow's. You know, I mean, when you start putting that really into yeah. context, like yeah. that's that's real talk. Like I got more yesterdays than yeah, I do tomorrow's. Like that that's real, man. That's real. That's real and stuff. So the, now the question is, how can we encourage our kids to be kids? And I asked that question because I have a really, really, really sad story that comes up that that backs it up. Uh, if you all haven't seen the news just recently, um, there was a girl in California, a teenage girl who was, uh, being catfished by a state, tro a oh, Virginia, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, a Virginia yeah, yeah. state trooper was being, was catfishing a teenage girl. He came out from Virginia to California, killed the, the girl's, um, mom and grandparents 
and kidnapped a girl. And and my my mindset is how come how can we have what could have been done for that young lady to be like, hey, you know, I don't need to be looking for a relationship right now. I need to mm-hmm. I need to be worried about these books. I need to be worried about, you know, these my little pony dolls. I don't know what, what little girls play with nowadays, but you know, I need to be worried about being a kid and not being worried about trying to be in a uh a sexual relationship with somebody right, who, right, right. you know what I'm saying? And because it's crazy people out here, bro. And they prey on little kids, man. Speaking of which, um, you know, y'all, um, y'all probably heard about uh, the whole Balenciaga thing and how they had the kids oh, yeah, 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 out yeah. here taking mm-hmm. pictures with um, holding bears wearing um, uh, BDSM clothing or like mm-hmm. lingerie type mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, bro, how can we just let the kids be the kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a. I don't know how we can how we I, can I, I don't I don't think it's a one size fits all um yeah, I was about to say answer that. for sure, but it definitely boils down to uh the the connection and and helping one know their worth and and hopefully keeping that sense of innocence. Like, you know what I'm saying, like staying off of some of the having access to everything. Like I said, these kids these days have access to literally everything. You everything. know what I mean? So being being mindful of that, monitoring that and having those real <clears throat> candid conversations. Cause a lot of times I know when I was growing up um, you know, we didn't have those kind of very candid conversations. You know what I mean? You might know not to do X, Y, Z, but it wasn't a why behind it. So explaining that why behind don't do this, don't do that. You know what I mean? This is why, uh, you got to be mindful and, and navigate certain things in this way, et cetera. You know what I mean? So that's what I strive to do because at the end of the day, if, if we don't, then with this situation, as far as the catfish stuff like that, there's no reason why that, that got there. You know what I mean? At all. But everybody's situation is different. So I don't, I, I can't speak on everybody, but that's something that I'm always mindful of. Mm. Uh, I think the scary thing, Troy, is that, you know, as you grow in your parenting, you really start to realize that once your kids leave your presence, it ain't much that you can do to protect them. Oh my, I know, you know I know that's gotta be it's, scary it's, it's for scary. you. It's scary as hell to think about and to say out loud. Like you, yeah, yeah. you can try to protect your kids as much as you want, but when you really realize how helpless you are, mm-hmm. you know, to that, you know, um, you just try to lean on your prayers and your understanding. You know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and your belief in their protection, stuff like that, because, you know, you can't go nowhere. We talk about it all the time, like school, Walmart, the bank, the gas station, church. Send your kid to co- send church. your kid to college. You, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> send your kid to college. You think they coming home? They get shot up on a bus or something like that, like. Is your kid go on vacation um, to get beat up by his friends? By your right, by their you know friends, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it's like um it's a it's a scary feeling. Um and even if you try to block them from stuff, it's you can't compete with the internet. You cannot. Like I the, the you, you can block their phone, you can block their whatever, then they get around somebody else's kid who parents don't really care that much about what they do and then they got access to everything and then they putting them on mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying to something so you you battling with the other kids that they may be around youtube instagram tiktok the internet and you know yeah. um most of these people are attacking the kids because they're trying to reshape the adults because For we sure. are perceived to be the closed-minded and the less progressive and the less inclusive and the whatever. So if I could get them when they're kids, yes. if I could show it to them yes. when they're kids and they grow up thinking this is no, a normality, mm-hmm. there will be more you know, room for all these things that 
people are pushing and I'm not on that, you know, conspiracy stuff. I ain't one of those type of people, but it's clearly evident, sure. you know, um, in many ways that this is exactly what they're doing. That's why they're trying to put it in Nickelodeon and Disney shows, Nick Jr., like all these other things that we really wouldn't For have sure. talked about until we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. They're trying to put on five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight year old kids. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like, yeah. how do you, how do you yeah. get away from it? You know, and all that type of stuff. But you, you, you really can't. So then you that's really, why I really just can't. default yeah. to, uh, you know, as Lace would say, keeping it a hundred. So oh, I sure. know that yeah, yeah. Miles still has his innocence to some point because when I come around, if he's watching a certain thing or if you're watching YouTube, he try to hurry up and pause it, mm-hmm. or he try to <laughs> change the TikTok or something like that. And I'm like, oh nigga, don't pause it now. <laughs> like don't pause it now. If you was watching it, you know what you watching. If you was watching it, don't pause it when I come in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What what you watching? Um, <clears throat> so then we had a conversation. I'm like, what what you watching? What what they talking about? Like, why you like that? And then we, we talk about the stuff because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if I just act like I don't see it or I try to block it from everything, if something do come up, he going to learn it from whoever teaching to him. And how do I know what they telling him about this? For right, sure. Right, right, right. For sure. So, For sure. you know, that's how I handle it. But um, mm-hmm. no, it, mm-hmm. it's scary, Troy, when you realize how much you can't protect them, let alone yourself. You know, I think this boy, year, boy, boy, all these people uh, passing away at what they used to tell us we were going to live we we the longest we living longer than we ever lived before and then you nah, look around and, no and it, you like nigga everybody on the news 30 40 50 20 teenager you like if this is longer than ever before <laughs> you know you show me do. the longer than ever before so yeah realizing my mortality and stuff this year that journey is scary you start trying to get your affairs in, it's yes, real morbid you know you sir. start trying to get your affairs in order just because you like you know, and you don't even want to say it out loud because you want you know put it out in the atmosphere and stuff like that. So it, it's more yesterdays than tomorrow's, man. That's real rap, yo. Real rap. I just don't want to be out of here before I'm supposed to. Let let me just say it that way. Mm. I, I don't want to be out of here before I'm supposed to. And people always be like, "Oh, when it's when it's your time, it's your time." But I I used to believe that until I realized that a lot of people are dying before their time. Some people are taking other people's time. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference between, you know, going when it's your time and somebody taking your time. Mm-hmm. And I don't want nobody to take my time. I want to 80 years old in my bed in the middle of the night while I'm asleep or something like that. No, that's, real. that's just, you know what I'm saying? That's me. <laughs> that's me. Uh, look, bro, we done got extra morbid at the end of this. We episode. really we- have. <laughs> No, it's real though. I mean, it's, some, it's something that you have to you have to accept. Good Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because again, we we nobody nobody knows. But you're right. A lot of people taking other people's time, and you know, as the uh, you know, you can't reclaim all of it because you only get one can't shot reclaim. at this thing. You know what I'm saying? You only get one shot. So you might as well maximize the dash, as they say. Maximize the dash. Well, look. Let me ask you this: since we got morbid, and I've got a couple more minutes, have y'all ever stopped to think? That, you know how, like right now, your uncles, your aunts, your parents, these are the overarching figures in your life. They are the ones that you go to, that you look to for inspiration, so on and so forth. They're going to be gone. Oh, fact. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the scary part. The scary part is you will then be them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then your kids are going to be looking at you as 
the 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 uh the staple as the person who is the that that keeps the family together you know what i'm saying like that's a lot of responsibility right there you know what i'm saying and i know yeah. our parents i, I we I, I i think what a uh a, a bad thing that we assume about our parents when we were growing up we assume that they had it all together and Bad. even and even Bad. now, even now, I still think sometimes that older people got it all together. They don't, bro. They, they, they still just trash, bro. And that's and that's even scarier. Correct. I feel like that's Correct. even scarier to me. I think that, because I think I'm like me, I'm trying to figure it out. You you still ain't figured it out. That don't give me no hope. Legit. That's when that's when the that's when the light bulb went off for me that you have to ride the wave because at the end mm. of the day. We have so many people in our lives, et cetera, that we always thought had it together, and they are literally the worst motherfuckers walking this green earth almost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you realize that, like, yo, I made it. Like, I made it legit. I made it, yo. Like, I ain't got it all together, but I'm doing all right. You know what I'm saying? So in spite of we used to. That's bro, when I that's when I knew, bro. About, Millennials used to be talking about, bro, we made it because of our parents, bro. And I think we need to be, I think we need to start saying we made it in spite of our parents. Because mm. our parents did, okay, let me, look, all Legit, of our parents did like, not do a good sure. job with us, bro. <laughs> these, niggas, <laughs> these niggas did not do a good job with us, for bro. Sure. They for was sure. pursuing their career. They was pursuing their money, education, all this stuff. Out. They left they us to, to raise ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to Millennials raised ourselves, and some of us raised ourselves and our siblings and stuff like that, bro. And I, no, no shade to the parents. I'm just saying that millennial parents did not do a good job with us, bro. They left yeah, us to yeah, raise yeah. our damn selves. And yeah, yeah. And I think another piece to that, too, particularly in how we were uh, brought up, et cetera, because I always had people um, around me in circles in different ways, like, uh, you know, your parents were here, this, that, and the third. I never thought that I was good enough to rock with you, this, that, and the third, yada, yada, yada. Like, how can one, if if you know I'm in the same position as you, we go into the same school, we hanging in the same circles, et cetera, et cetera, how can you come in and say, I didn't think I was good enough to rock with you? Like, but those are things because they see what others have mm-hmm. had and we covet we covet what mm-hmm, others have mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from a desirable standpoint. But at the end of the day, yo, we all just trying to figure this shit trying out. Trying to figure like, it out, legit. man. <laughs> like legit. <laughs> legit. Like trying legit. to figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> trying to figure it out, bro. Yeah. But Troy, yeah. I have thought about that. I have thought about uh, what you said and it's well scary because they always talk about how for us that's like our 40s like when we get in our 40s mm-hmm. that's when we really start to struggle because we like near in the middle of life for ourselves but then mm-hmm. that's when our parents start to get sick and yeah. they start to you know <sighs> dying off and stuff like that and you you sit back i'm like i'm almost 40 you know so then you start to get apprehensive or anxiety about the you know those things and stuff mm-hmm. and for me mm-hmm. Not saying that my situation is worse than anybody. I, w- I would never do that as far as, like, losing a parent. You know, that's a terrible feeling. But I'm I'm fortunate enough to still have both of my parents. But when I think about when they leave, or particularly when my dad leaves, no shade to my mama, but me and my dad not only share the same name but the same birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we always do everything on the birthday. So one day I'm going to be by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? On my birthday. And that's, yeah. you know, so I just – I start to appreciate it more now as I'm getting older. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I can but, see the grades right. on my daddy. He don't move like he used to. Correct. You know, yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm you like, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my pops just celebrated his birthday um, yesterday. And, like, legit, you can see, like, you ain't the same dude that, that you ain't that dude like that. You know, you still that dude, but you're not that dude but like that. that right, dude. right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's just, that's just what it is. Like, and at some point, um, you know, that's, that's not, that's going to be an empty space. And how do you navigate that? How do you find a way to accept that and understand, okay, this is still the legacy, but at it's, it's it's different, man. It's different, but I think too that that switch flips for us because now, like, I don't I don't like going out. I don't like the things that I used to look forward to are not the things that <laughs> not that things. move me. That that don't move me no more. You know what I'm saying? Like being the flyest and do not. I, I I'm good. I'm good. I'm good being unseen, <laughs> incognito. Like that's just what it is. But at one point, it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? But we all go through that that maturation process. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it is. I'm good. I'm cool staying at the crib watching In the Heat of the Night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all good with that. Bruh, In the Bruh. Heat of the Night is fire. It, <laughs> bro, who you telling? Fire. I know. I've been watching reruns. I'm like, yo, this was fire. Real talk. I'm cool. Look, I sip on my eggnog, watch, smoke a cigar, watch it in the heat of the night. I'm, don't bother me. I'm good. I don't need to be don't on the scene. Don't bother me. Ain't nothing out there for me. There for I don't me. want to be outside no way the way you niggas acting. <laughs> Ain't nothing out there Catch for me. me so, inside. yeah, I'm good. I'm good off that. But, again, we all go through that because I, I know you all have experienced it as well. Like, you Monday, you couldn't wait to get to Thursday night, Friday. You know what I'm saying? We doing X, Y, Z, this, that, and the third. No, nah, I'm good on that. You know what I mean? But that's that comes with growth and and, and maturation. So yeah, growth. Mm-hmm. All of that, <laughs> all of that. But before we wrap, we gotta get into this Thanksgiving recap, man. What was what 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 did we what, what was the movement, man? What was the movement, yo? Hey, Thanksgiving was jumping for me. I'm going to go ahead and jump in because Troy put his whole Thanksgiving on Instagram. So we already know what was going on. Uh, nigga was eating bowls of broccoli casserole. Birds. Hey, that nigga had to put them Cornish game birds. hands on that drink, though. Non-GMO. Non-GMO. No, Thanksgiving was straight for me. You know, I took it took it home. I went to D.C. Uh, believe it or not, that was the longest this was the longest period of time I've been away from home before um, mm. because of COVID and stuff like that. Then I moved to Charlotte in the middle of COVID. Uh, so it had been almost three years since I've been home. And when you gone from home, oh, dang, long, I realized like, it been that long. Say, yeah. Yeah. Time flew by, bro. So when you've been gone that long, it almost feel like you ain't even home. Like you can't even call it home no more because yeah, you ain't gone for so long. You know? So um, it was good to just be there. I knew my grandma was going to be there. I hadn't seen my grandma since beginning of COVID. She's up in age. She's 80, you know, so she didn't want to be around people. Ain't nobody want to get her sick and stuff like that. So I hadn't seen her either. So I was just excited to be there, just to be home. Mm. Being a number. Just to be in the number. To be truthfully honest with you, whenever I go there, I my my heart is to be like, I want to be out. I want to be in the city. I want to do stuff. I want to go with it. But as soon as I get there, I'll be so peaceful. Yeah, I end yeah, up yeah. sleeping the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I ah, sit on the couch, I yes, fall asleep. Sir. I'm like I'm resting. Yeah. I look, next thing I know, the day gone. I'm Ain't you know whatever. Nothing. So that's how I be. <laughs> Ain't done nothing. Uh, even on Thanksgiving, bro, everybody's supposed to cook something. I find a way to hide. 
like usual, I ain't cooked nothing on nothing on Thanksgiving. And the one assignment I did have, I tricked up the money. Uh, I was assigned the rolls, put the rolls in the oven, forgot they was in there. Oh, come <laughs> on, them, man. Burnt them drinks up. <laughs> Luckily, my mama had some Hawaiian rolls on deck as backup. So oh, you can't go wrong with there that. There was still some rolls. Yeah, I'm Hawaiian. just saying, there was you still some rolls, but I burnt up the rolls. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even do do my job. Everybody did something. Even uh, Maya and my niece, they was in the kitchen. Um with their moms and stuff, learning how to make the macaroni and the deviled eggs and stuff like that. So they always, that's what it is. You know, that's there, what's up stuff. right there, man. Yeah. It was good to be around my my family. Um, my sister's husband was at Thanksgiving for the first time, so the family grew. We had a bigger, you know, oh, that's party right. this year. They got married this year. Um, yeah, they got married this year. So that was that was that was good to see him be there and feel welcome and stuff. And then my brother brought his girlfriend around. You know, uh, testing her out on the family and stuff like that. She was all right. Y'all was know. She passed, though. That's the question. Did she, she No, she was straight. She passed. She passed. She passed. She was straight. Um, and then to wrap it up, Sunday, uh, my dad, all the fellas went to the uh, skin. Well, let me stop calling them skin. We went to Washington uh, Falcons game. Uh, oh, word. Oh, so, word. Okay, that That's was, what's up. I should say the stadium in Maryland. But, uh, no, that gym was. That gym was loud. My dad came out of his pocket, bought everybody tickets to the game. He said he just wanted the guys to love get it. out. So, I you know, love cashing it. out. He, hey, that's he what it is, yo. Out. That's what it is, um, man. That's what it is. No, so that gym was straight, man. We 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 had uh, passes to actually go on the field while we was at the – was supposed to – well, we were supposed to. Anyway, we was like five minutes late for whatever it was. So we didn't even get to do the field oh. experience um, because we was late. But, no, it was still a good time being out there. I'm going to stop going to Falcons games, though. Because the Falcons have never won a single game that I've ever been to, so because <laughs> them niggas suck. I'm gonna stop going, bro. I'm like, they'd be better off terrible. with me at the house. It's like I've never seen the Falcons win a game that I've been at, so I'm gonna stop going to the to the games, bro. I'm gonna cheer from from the crib. Now mm. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Now mine was cool, very relaxing, and that was the goal. Everybody was like, "You you excited?" Like I'm just, I I just want to chill, eat, and relax, and that's exactly what I did. I was able to. To, to step back and, and just really just enjoy um, the space and being able to to relax and obviously catch up with you all catch up with my my other homies stuff like that but um, the the movement was very minimal and that is what I needed because when you go in a hundred miles an hour uh, generally on a daily basis yeah. you got to find time to uh, to pour into yourself and, and that was a, a opportunity that was that was taken so it was it was good it was good for me how um, was that well. food was busting. How was that chicken Alfredo? Don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll never, on Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll never know. We'll never Somebody know. made Alfredo on Thanksgiving? Come least. on, bro. Yes. And I said, that's unacceptable. It will not be in my dwelling. <laughs> and you can take that. You can take that. You can take that with you. But nah, nobody's eating that. Y'all. Now, question. I've never heard of that before. Is it because it was the Thanksgiving holiday you refused to eat it? Would it if it, If it had been a random Tuesday. Would it don't match. It? it don't match. I like to eat food that match. I'm not eating turkey, gravy, stuffing, macaroni and, and cheese, Alfredo. greens, and some. No, it wasn't even chicken. It was shrimp Alfredo. No, I'm not doing it. Oh, no. Not on Thanksgiving. That's no. wild. No. Well, Unacceptable mm, behavior. Unacceptable. For us, I cooked the macaroni and cheese, and it was bussing. I'm talking about bussing. <laughs> it was bussing. Hey, anytime somebody say that their food was busting that that much, it was not busting, bro. <laughs> it was busting. <laughs> is the Velveeta cheese you put in your macaroni the block cheese or the bag cheese? The block. 
Is it a pouch or is it the block? It's the block. It's the block. But okay. you, you cut the block up though. Um, I got you. And it's a it's a five cheese uh, macaroni. It was it was off the chains. Um, I do I am going to alter the uh, the recipe though because I put um, because it calls for a lot of butter and that stuff ain't good for you. But anyway, um, that was good. This was a different crisp uh, Thanksgiving for us because la- this time last year, um, my grandfather died in the month of October. His sister mm. died in November and then his oldest sister, his last sister died in December. So it was like, yo, let's do something different this year. So we went to the beach and my grandmother went to the beach and I, I was like, yo, yeah, let's go to the beach. It's dope for, for Thanksgiving. Un, unbeknownst to me, my grandmother wanted to go because my grandfather, her ex-husband, um, cause they divorced before he died. Um, and she took his death real hard. She was, uh, he said to her prior to his death was i i've just wanted to take you to the beach if i could just take you mm. to the beach like it'd be dope mm. and my grandmother don't get out the house so for her to go to the beach is just like us going to italy Major. or something yeah, like yeah. that you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. uh she was like let's go and th- so this was a very transformative time for her uh uh yeah 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 um yeah. It was a time for her to let go and release and stuff like to that. To grieve, yeah. And to, to grieve. grieve. Yeah. yeah. And to yeah. grieve. And, you know, we had some fun times. We went to the Wax Museum. You know, uh, I took some pictures with uh, with uh, with Kevin Hart. that did not look like Kevin Hart at all. <laughs> um, uh, amongst some other people and stuff like that. They, they totally trashed Beyonce. Beyonce and Cardi B, trash. Their waxes trash bro but everybody else <laughs> everybody else john travolta and you know what i'm saying um jim carrey and everybody else was the oprah one was legit. so all the white people look right oprah was legit though <laughs> oprah was legit and the oh, rock okay. was the rock was legit i will say those two and snoop was the legit. rock or barack no the rock uh oh, okay yeah they were they were legit and uh, rock one in this wax museum who Barack wanted in this wax museum. He wasn't because, and I thought he was going to be in there, but this is Holly. This is a Hollywood wax museum, oh, so okay. it was only just stars and you know celebrities Makes and sense. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then we also went to a pirate show. I'm not sure if y'all know what a pirate show is, but if you anywhere near Myrtle Beach or Pigeon Forge or anything like that, yo, you've got to go to one of them joints. They be doing flips, jumping in water, uh, playing with fire. Seals becoming bro, it's a it's a crazy <laughs> it's a crazy experience, bro. It's a crazy experience, man. Uh, and it's it's super dope, man. And we were just trying to find ways to 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 get the family more engaged outside of the normal. Hey, come up, let's eat while the football game on, and then once we le- finish eating, everybody leave and go do their own right, thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping for future. Thanksgivings as my grandmother's getting older I'm hoping uh, that we can be more engaging uh, you know mm-hmm. playing games you know taboo you know call I mean, something because I'm hearing I'm hearing these stories about people you know they playing group games and you know everybody's getting involved and kids running around the house and I'm like yo I would love for that to be us just rather than the monotonous whatever but I will say this right. 
the monotony of doing a whole bunch of nothing sometimes is actually a good thing, bro. I be like they said, be moving at a hundred all the time. Yeah. To yeah, be able to sit down one sit time down, and be and just you don't shit. never sit down. Don't never sit down. Correct. So correct. Yeah, yeah man, that's real. Troy don't mm-hmm. never sit down. Ever. I asked bro. him that before. Ever. I do be sitting down. Y'all just don't, don't never sit down. sit down. Every time I talk to Troy, he got some coming from somewhere, going to somewhere. Yeah. Trying to link up. He like ah, I can't. We going to Dubai on that. I can't. Hey, bro. Yeah. When I'm going I'm to like, Dubai, this nigga don't never sit down. Everybody will know about it right now. But you all right? <laughs> well, I believe you. These next two weekends is locked <laughs> up. I ain't, I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't even gonna hold you. I believe you. Yeah, that's why I don't even try to make plans with Troy. Yo, real talk. Be like, well, I'm kind of tied up till March 2023, <laughs> but you know, around that time, let me know something. We might be able to make. Hey, some shit. but we all gonna be fellowshipping tomorrow, though. We all gonna yes, be fellowshipping tomorrow. Fellowship tomorrow. All right, yes, so, sir. The greatest, the greatest ship that has ever sailed. Fellowship. Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> I will be Dolo. So. Yeah, no, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. So yeah, yeah. I will be kid and person free. Won't nobody be calling my name. So I will. Be <laughs> my That's what it is. Extreme it form is. of ignorance tomorrow afternoon, um, evening time. Yeah, when we link up. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what it is, man. That's what it is. Hey, man. So what's the, what's the moral of the story tonight, Troy? I don't. I don't know. Find a proper way to grieve, man. We all go through the grieving process. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily about losing someone or, you know, something of that nature, but it could be a transition of sorts. It could be a change in your um, personal dynamic, your interpersonal self, et cetera. Go through the proper process so you get where you need to go. That's the moral, man. Allow yourself the grace to grieve. Life Coach Lace. Yeah, you better know it. it, man. Uh, This has been the Manly D Podcast. And until next time, we out, man. Yes, sir. Peace.